0: As we make our way through the first epistle of Peter, through Peter's first letter, we come this evening to the third chapter and to the seventh verse, so turn there with me now to 1 Peter 3 and verse 7, where God, through Peter, writes, you husbands, In the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Father, we've prayed tonight, and I'm praying now, and hopefully we all pray at many other times Through the week, and it's um, striking, um, perhaps uh, startling if we haven't thought about this verse before or in some time, um, that as husbands, our prayers uh, could be hindered because of the way that we are treating or not treating our wives. So help us husbands, and help the rest of us uh, to make application of these verses tonight as well. Bless us, we ask. Make us men of God, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, some of you may remember that this verse, uh, 1 Peter 3, 7, and and the verses around it um, are part of a larger section which has as its theme, chapter 2, verse 12, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of uh, visitation. That's what Peter is on about for 26 verses, beginning there in chapter 2, verse 12. And he gives a number of ways that we should do what he's talking about there in verse 12. And one of the ways that we should do it, one of the ways that Christians can bring glory to God from the lips someday of our pagan neighbors. One of the ways that we should keep our behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander us as evildoers, they may, because of our good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. One of the ways we should live that out is for Christian husbands to do what Peter is telling us to do tonight in verse 7. One of the ways that we can glorify God among our pagan neighbors is you husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. We should do that as a testimony to our pagan neighbors in the larger context of this passage. And we should do it as we will see, men, so that our prayers will not be hindered. Now, it's a very convicting verse of Scripture, is it not? Married men, listen to it again and see if it's not convicting. You husbands in the same way live with your own wives in an understanding way. As with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. It's convicting, understanding, honor for your wife. And it's a verse that might haunt us, husbands, if we find sometimes that our prayers are not being answered. And this convicting verse is, of course, addressed to Husbands. And so I hope that we married men in the room tonight will listen very carefully and pray that we will be these kinds of husbands and work by God's grace to be these kinds of husbands. So, married men, listen carefully tonight. This passage is addressed to you. But let me also say that future husbands need to listen carefully as well. Young men, boys, so that you might prepare yourself by prayer and otherwise to be the kind of husband that God commands. And let me say that future wives, young ladies, you should be paying attention tonight as well so that you will know what to look for in a husband and what to pray for in a future mate and what to pray for once you're married to him as well. And of course, current wives, you ladies that are married, will want to be attentive to this evening, and not so as to load up on ammunition to unload upon your husband uh, once you get home and the kids are in bed. Um, although it wouldn't be bad, men, for you to ask your wives how you're doing in this regard, and women, for you to respectfully uh, help them see uh, how things really are. But, but listen tonight, not to load up on ammunition, but to perhaps know how to answer your husband and think about um, what it means for him to do these things and know if he's doing them, but also so that you'll know how to pray for him and also so that, and listen to this carefully, ladies, listen carefully tonight so that in seeing that men need to be told these things, In seeing that, in hearing tonight that your husband needs to be told to live with you in an understanding way and to show you honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, in recognizing that God tells him that, that he needs to be commanded in these ways, you will recognize that these things probably don't come naturally to him always. And therefore, you will live with him in an understanding way when he's not yet what he should be. Men need to understand in verses 1 through 6 that it's hard for a woman to submit and therefore be understanding, um, and we'll come back to that tonight, but women need to understand that men might not naturally be bent to live with their wives in an understanding way and to honor her as they should, and hopefully you will be patient with them. Also, we should be listening to these verses tonight with our parenting ears open so that we know what sorts of sons we ought to be attempting to raise if we have boys still under our care, and so that we know what sorts of sons-in-law to whom we want to give our daughters hands in marriage if they're yet unmarried, and so that we might know how to pray on the one hand for our sons, both those who may already be married and those who are not yet married, and so that we know how to pray for our sons-in-law, both future sons-in-law and those who are already in the fold. And actually, all of us can turn these verses to prayer tonight. Not only for ourselves, uh, men and boys, not only for our husbands or future husbands, not only for our sons and our sons-in-law But we can turn these verses into prayer for other men around us as well, can't we? For your co-workers, for your siblings, for your neighbors, for your church family. So there's something here for you tonight, even if you're not married and don't expect to be married and don't have sons or sons-in-law to pray for. And that is that you pray these things for husbands and future husbands around you. And again, we should all pray these verses not only for ourselves and our husbands and our future husbands and our sons and our sons-in-laws, but for others, other men as well. So what I'm getting at is there's application here tonight for each of us. You don't have to be a husband for these verses to apply to you. They're spoken, they're written to husbands, but they can be applied, and they do apply to those of us who are not husbands, but who should think about these verses and put them to use in our own spheres. But the verse is addressed to husbands, and so I will be addressing husbands tonight. I'll be making application to you married men tonight, and the rest of you hopefully will be making application to yourselves as we go along. And as we unpack the verse, we begin uh, with the phrase, live with your wives in an understanding way. Live with your wives in an understanding way. Note that word, understanding. Barclay Newman's Greek-English Dictionary of the New Testament says the word could also be translated with consideration. Live with your wives in an understanding way. Live with your wives with consideration. And I discovered that the NIV translates it along those lines. Be considerate as you live with Your wives. Be considerate. So then, live with your wives in an understanding way, Peter says. Be considerate. And then he expounds on an understanding way, living with your wives in an understanding way, even further when he says, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker or as with a weaker vessel which the NASB footnote says is the literal translation. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel since she is a woman. So the idea, the picture that Peter is painting here is just as you would handle a delicate vessel, a vase is the illustration that I have heard used. Just as you would handle a delicate vessel, a delicate vase, with great care and gentleness and caution. You wouldn't play keep away, hopefully, with a vase, right? Just as you handle a vase with care, a delicate vessel with care, so you should handle your wife with care, with consideration, in an understanding way. So what Peter is doing here, as it were, is he's, he's peeling off of the roll, one of those red stickers that says fragile, handle with care, and he's placing it on your wife. And he's peeling off another red sticker and he's placing it on someone else's wife. And he's peeling off another red sticker and he's placing it on my wife. Fragile, handle with care. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel. A delicate vase. Now, part of what he may have in mind here is the weakness, relative weakness, of your wife's bodily vessel in comparison with your own men. Women are typically weaker than men bodily, right? And with that in mind, Peter may be saying here, men should live with their wives in an understanding way because of their wives' relative bodily weakness in compared to their own strength as men. So, men, your wife, you need to recognize, may not be able to handle the other end of the couch by herself. She may not be able to keep up with you in the 5K. And if you run ahead of her and don't wait, she might throw water in your face. Or maybe your fiancé would do that. Um, You can ask me about that later. Also, men, your size and your strength may intimidate your wife if she sees you bowing up with anger because she knows that you are much stronger probably than she is. And for these reasons, we need to live with our wives in an understanding way because they are bodily weaker than we are typically. We need to be considerate with them, therefore. Patient with your wife when she can't do a certain thing physically and not asking her to do things that are too physically demanding on her and also gentle obviously with your strength but even in your demeanor so that even if you're not using your physical strength the fact that you have it need not intimidate her but actually make her feel safe because she sees that you're gentle and therefore she knows that you'll use your strength to protect her in her weakness So live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker bodily. But then it's been pointed out in connection with this verse, uh, and I think probably rightly, that Peter maybe has in mind the fact that women tend to be more delicate than men emotionally. These things are not universal, of course. There are some women that are stronger than some men and emotionally as well. But in general, men, your wife might not respond as well as you to the basketball coach approach. You might have been okay in high school with a coach sort of yelling at you a little bit. What's the matter with you? Were you asleep out there? Get it together, or you're going to be asleep on the bench. Well... You might not try that with your wife. Or think of it with a teenage son. Dad might do a little shouting at his teenage son, and the son might do some shouting back, and I'm not condoning either of those. But if the relationship between the two is good overall, the shouting might not wound all that much. It might not leave that deep of a scar, if a scar at all. But your wife might not respond quite so stoically as you did to the football coach. And she might not get over the shouting match quite so easily as you can. And so you must handle her not as you might handle your teenage son. You must handle her not as you might handle your point guard who is not playing good defense. You must handle her as a weaker vessel with gentleness and kindness. You must always... Remember the fragile, handle with care sticker that God, through Peter, has placed upon your wife with this verse. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker emotionally, perhaps. And then it's likely um, that Peter has in mind that because our wives are called to submit to us, up in verse 1, that they're weaker positionally. Weaker physically, weaker emotionally, more delicate emotionally, but weaker than the husband positionally. Because we husbands are in authority and they are under our authority. And the person who's under authority is in a weaker position in that relationship, are they not? They must follow someone else's leadership. They must obey someone else's Commands they must be on board with someone else's agenda. And that's a weaker position than to be the one who's giving the leadership, dishing out the commands, and setting the agenda. And indeed, Peter indicates in verse 6, as he talks to wives, that being under a husband's authority, having to follow his leadership, having to obey his commands, having to be on board with his agenda, being under a husband's authority can lend itself to fear, Peter indicates. Because... What if he makes mistakes? Or what if I just don't like his way of doing things? Or agree with his way of doing things? Things might go south on us. And so a woman is liable perhaps to fear And Peter is telling us in verse 7 that we are to live with our wives in an understanding way in relation to these positional things. In relation to the facts that they are in a weaker position of having to submit to us and that such submission can lend itself to fear. Realizing that your wife is in a difficult position, more difficult in some ways than you leading and commanding and setting agendas for her to follow those things, and realizing that it might even be fearful for her to follow you in some ways, you are, husband, to be compassionate toward her in this matter of submission. Gentle in your exercise of authority, patient with her in the fact that sometimes submission can be hard and even fearful for her be patient with her be gentle with her be compassionate with her live with her in an understanding way so you husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman how are you doing husbands? Are you a patient husband? Are you a gentle husband? Are you a compassionate husband? Are you living with your wife with consideration? Turn to Jesus for forgiveness where you're not and seek your wife's forgiveness too. And turn to Jesus also, men, for the power to change, as we've been seeing in chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins, including our sins against our wives, in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin, including sin against our wives, and live to righteousness, including righteousness toward our wives, for by his wounds you were healed. Bring your sin to Jesus and let Him continually change you by the power of His death on your behalf, Christian. But now notice how Peter continues on here. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and... Show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. Show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. Now I think what Peter may be doing here with these words show her honor is not introducing another command distinct from live with your wives in an understanding way but perhaps reiterating in different words the command that he's just given. Live with your wives in an understanding way. He's saying the same thing in a different set of words. And then the reason attached to this command, show her honor, is not, therefore, a reason attached to another command, but it's a second reason attached to the original command that he's now simply restating. So, in other words, what Peter is perhaps doing here is saying, not only should you live with your wives in an understanding way because she is a weaker vessel, but you should also honor her, in the second part of the verse, you should also honor her in this same understanding way because she's a fellow Christian, granted new life in Christ and eternal life in Christ and abundant life in Christ just like you are. So he's giving the same command twice over with two different sets of words, and he's giving two separate reasons for doing it. One, because your wife is a weaker vessel, and two, because your wife is a fellow Christian. And if that's what he's doing, and it's the interpretation that I'm going with, then we should read his words like this. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. So think about this, men. Not only do you have a reason to live with your wives in an understanding way, to be considerate, as the NIV puts it, to show patience and kindness and gentleness and compassion toward your wife, not only do you have a reason to do these things because of her weakness in comparison with you, Physically, emotionally, positionally. But you also have reason to live with your wife in an understanding way. Because if she is a believer, she's on the same plane with you when it comes to her inheritance with God. You may be stronger than her physically. You may be stronger than her emotionally. You may be stronger than her. You are stronger than her in terms of your position in the relationship. But when it comes to your inheritance with God and her inheritance with God, you're on equal playing fields. You're the same. Your wife, if she is a Christian, is, has been chosen by the same Father in heaven as you were chosen by. And if she's a believer, she has been bought with the same blood with which you were bought and wooed by the same Holy Spirit who wooed you and granted the same new birth that you were granted. And if she's a believer, your wife has trusted in the same Jesus that you have trusted and she's been granted the same abundant life and eternal life that you have been granted by faith in Jesus. And all this means that you have a double reason to be considerate toward her, to live with her in an understanding way. She's your sister in Christ. She's not just your bride, she's part of Christ's bride. She's a child of God. She is one of his heirs, is the word that is used there. A fellow heir of the grace of life. She's a daughter of the king, an heir of the king who grants life to his people. So Peter says, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. Show her honor because she is a Christian just like you. She belongs to God just like you. How are you doing with this, brothers? How are you doing with showing your wife honor, treating her as your spiritual sister? To the extent that you have sinned against her, again I say, turn to Christ for forgiveness. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, as God is in the light, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Come out into the light. Bring your sins to God the Father in repentance and in faith in his son, and the blood of that son will cleanse you. Turn to your wife and seek her forgiveness for not honoring her. And turn to Jesus for help because he himself bore your sins in his body on the cross so that you might die to sin and live to righteousness. So, you husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. So that your prayers will not be hindered. So that your prayers will not be hindered. Wow, right? You ever felt like your prayers were not being answered, husband? It could just be that you felt like your prayers were not being answered, but they actually were. It could be that you were praying for the wrong things, of course. It could be that you were praying without faith. It could be that some other sin, besides the one in view here, was clogging up the works, so to speak, hindering your prayers. But it it could be that your treatment of your wife was the problem, couldn't it? It could be that your prayers were not being answered because your treatment of your wife was clogging them up, hindering them. And obviously, that's a picture. God can certainly hear your prayers, whatever your sins are. But the idea is that he's not going to answer, perhaps, if you treat your wife poorly. And so the picture is your, your prayers aren't, uh, aren't making it. They're hindered. Obviously, God hears them. And it's just a picture of the fact that he's not going to receive them and answer them. Perhaps. I don't know that we have a guarantee here that God will never answer prayers for a husband who is not like this. But we're certainly told that he might. So if your prayers are not being answered... Men, it could be that you're not living with your wife in an understanding way, not taking into account her weaknesses bodily in comparison with you, emotionally in comparison with you, physically, I mean positionally in comparison with you. It could be that you're not showing her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, that you're not treating her as a child of God, as a part of the bride of Christ, as your sister in the Lord. And so, for your own sake, yes, for her sake, obviously, you need to live with her in an understanding way. For God's sake, as you have a testimony among the Gentiles, chapter 2, verse 12, you need to live with your wife in an understanding way. Show her honor. But for your own sake, that your prayers will not be hindered, you must Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. Seek the help of God in Christ to do it and go out and live with your wife in an understanding way.